This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, your source for college hockey in the desert southwest, part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com family. Welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest. It's College Hockey Southwest Weekly, the podcast. Paul Hornstein, we're getting really close to that holiday season. Joining me from Long Island, New York this week. But guess where he's going to be joining us from next week? We're going to uh, do a little shuffling of the show. We're going yeah. to bring Paul Hornstein right out to Southern California. And we're going to be talking Sun Devil Hockey as they take on Harvard. So first of all, Paul, welcome in. I know you've had a busy Thank schedule you. kind of like myself. But yeah. how are things? Uh, I, I feel like I've got nothing done. <laughs> I, I'm sit- I feel like I've got everything in my head. All right, it's too early to pack. Because I have to worry about this. I still have to go to work. I still have to do this. But I'm thinking about packing. And that's almost the same thing, right? Right. Absolutely. you got to start with thinking before you can do. I, that's uh, that's almost easy. So <laughs> I got a little laundry in. I'm debating whether or not to go for a few bucks and uh, make the laundromat do it. So they fold it much better than I do. Right. You know, to put it in the suitcase better. But... Uh, <clears throat> You know, so we're just kind of at that point where it's not here yet, but it's almost here. And, uh, well, let me tell you this. Hockey in the desert Southwest is thriving, might I say. Um, That was a good night last night, Paul. It's been crazy around here, Paul. Uh, Last weekend, I got word from a source that the the Coyotes were the front runner in uh, Taylor Hall. Right. Uh, I sat on it for the whole weekend waiting for something to happen because I was told a couple different things that I I believed but didn't think was going to ultimately happen. Uh, I was told that, that they were going to have to give up two big pieces, and I was also given names of Ranta and Soderberg. And I said, that ain't going to happen. And, yep. um, and John Chica kept working the deal, kept working the deal. Taylor Hall sat out in uh, Colorado. Then they came to Arizona, and he sat out again. Everybody expected it to happen Saturday night, Sunday morning. It didn't happen until Monday. And Tuesday, Taylor Hall is a member of the Coyotes, and he's taken Andrew Barraway's accommodations from New Jersey to San Jose to get him there at 7.30 in the morning, plays his first game, and today he meets the press officially uh, here in Phoenix. So it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. No, it's been uh, – and it was a big story here too. Um as, as as we get into it, obviously from uh, being a member of the New Jersey Devils, it's right here. Um, you know, my, my uh, fellow Islander fans were like, "We should get in on this. We should get in on this." There was no way that was ever going to happen. So, right. um, they were not trading them in the division. They were not trading them in the Eastern Conference. It was a nice nope. dream, but it wasn't going to happen. So, absolutely was not. Uh, and then everybody woke up this morning with the uh, the Coyotes in the top of the Pacific Division and the Golden Knights right behind them, one point behind in uh, second place in the Pacific. So all all things in pro hockey here are really good because the uh, Roadrunners are leading their division as well. Ah, so let's move on to the Arizona State Sun Devils, which is what okay. we do, college hockey in the desert southwest. If you're tuning in for the first time, Paul and I like to talk about Sun Devil Hockey because they are the only team in the Desert Southwest that belongs to the NCAA currently. Right. Okay. I say the words 952. Paul Hornstein, what do you say? Uh, 
I'll say as long as they're in the top 10 in the pairwise, I'll take it. Uh, it could be better. Probably should be better. But uh, if the season was going to end now and they were ninth in the pairwise, they'd be in the tournament. Uh, and uh, I'll take that every time. So uh, it, was a, it was a tough weekend. Um, anytime you go on the road, it's tough to, to, to win on the road. Uh, this team is playing basically the way the, the book says you're supposed to do it. Uh, win at home, play 500 on the road. And right now that's what this team is doing. Yeah, I would agree totally. Coach Powers would agree as well. He said uh, the last two weekends have been a little frustrating just because of the way they lost right. on Saturday and Sunday, the second game of those series. Uh, I also asked him in regards to this Saturday-Sunday thing, if that was something that they were getting used to now or if that had any effect one way or the other. He doesn't think so. He says if it does have any effect, he thinks it, it's, it's good. They like it. They don't like to be on the road and sit around. Uh, for a long time, they like to get back out there and play. And and he said, as far as the schedule goes, they like the travel part of it now. And he's really excited about the fact that he's got the guys all together away from classes, just right. focusing on hockey for the next three weeks. So, you know what? It doesn't get any easier this weekend when they head to uh, Omaha, Nebraska to get UNO, who uh, Coach Powers said is, is playing as good as anybody and playing tough opponents every weekend in the NCHC. So, you know, who knows? Um, I asked him what I thought was an interesting question. I also asked Leanne Blinn this. I had a chance to visit Leanne a little bit today off camera. And I said, you know, you guys know UNO pretty well. Do you think last year you may have overlooked them a little bit when you went to UNO because you beat them here? And Leanne kind of gave me this look like, yeah, I think we did. Um, but she also said it's not going to happen this year. <laughs> Coach Bauer said the same thing, is that they're, uh, they respect everybody. I, you know, we'll tilt back to last week when I asked him about the respect factor. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of respect for Big Ten hockey teams, every hockey team, but right. excuse me. <coughs> but excuse me there. I'm not coughing up a storm here. Anyway, he's got a lot of respect for all the teams, but he really thinks they've had a run against some really good goaltenders. And I think we can agree well, on that. I, I, listen, there's no question about it. They've, they've played some teams that have uh, had anywhere from uh, a plus goalies to, to a minus goalies on a stretch here. Uh, Letheman played really well this past weekend against ASU, especially on Sunday. It's not that he played bad on Saturday for Michigan state. Um, but you know, the, the Sunday game, he was particularly hot in and per played particularly well. And, uh, he had to because, uh, ASU gave up nothing in the first 60 minutes. Uh, so if, if Letheman doesn't shut them out, they don't go to overtime and have a chance to win the game. Uh, the weekend before they're playing Denver and Denver is Denver. Uh, and before that, uh, Stefan Lekos. Up at, at Vermont, basically uh, took a couple of points from him because he is about as good as it gets in college hockey, and he probably was the best the best goalie last year. Uh, he struggled a little bit last week. Uh, Vermont gave up some goals, but I don't know if that's a factor of him not playing well or the team not playing well in front of him. Um, but Michigan State was very tough this weekend. Uh, you know a lot of those players were looking to get a piece of ASU after they came 
Tempe last <laughs> year and got swept. Um, so ASU's trying to ride that fine line between uh, the chip on their shoulder that nobody respects them and not necessarily being a favorite, but not necessarily being a big underdog either. So, Okay. Well, that leads me into a couple of things. We talked okay. goaltenders. I asked you about that specifically to lead us into uh, no pitchfork profile this week because the guys last week had finals. This week, we got something special. We got the volunteer goaltending coach, Eddie Lack. Uh, to sit down with me for the pitchfork profile. So oh, he's wearing a pitchfork on his sweatshirt. So that's something, right? <laughs> I, I asked I asked Eddie, I said, I want to talk about goaltenders and and he kind of joked with me. He said he didn't know much about college players and he he was learning as he goes. I said, You've seen some pretty good goaltenders lately though. I said, Give me your opinion on the goaltender. She said, I think our guy's the best. Would you expect him to see any, say anything else? But no, but that's no, but, that's but he he truly likes uh, the way Evan's playing, and uh, he, he thinks that Evan. I thought it was kind of neat. He he related Evan Brower to the same style as uh, Darcy Kemper with the Coyotes, both okay. very calm, and he kept using that word very calm and net, and didn't get rattled on anything. So, you know that that's. Bell's good. You know, I asked Coach Powers about that at the end of our conversation today. I said, I, I would be remiss if we didn't talk goaltending. And he said, yeah. He said, Evan's just making it impossible for, for Max to get in the lineup yeah, because so. he said, if he's doing, keeps doing what he's doing, what are you going to do? Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Um, you know, it's a good problem to have. He, you know, at the beginning of the season, he talked about wanting to have somebody take a hold of the job and run with it. And you can't say that Evan hasn't done that. Oh, absolutely. So, um, and, and you know, I'm going to throw out this line again, too. Social media, Joey Decord's having a, a great run with Belleville uh, right now. And, and he uh, tweeted out, hashtag ASU goalie U. Um, who knows, right? There's something going on. Everybody tells me um, the kid coming in from the Fargo Force next year is going to be somebody really special. You know a little bit about him because he was out your way for a for a camp, but yeah, and I got a chance to ask a few questions. Uh, we you talked know, about that last media. week. Yeah, yep. So, so you know, it, it's a good thing. Um, let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's visit with Coach Powers in the five minute Powers play, and then uh, you and I will rehash just a little bit, and we'll talk a little bit about this coming weekend to UNO. Then we'll come back and visit with Eddie Lack. And uh, we'll wrap things up with uh, our plans ahead, Paul. It's just a, right. week, a little over a week away here. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans of Desert Southwest. It's another five-minute Powers play. Coach Greg Powers is with me here from Arizona State University. Coach, it was uh, a lot of hockey, a lot of penalties for uh, for one game, and then no goals in the second game. Tell me a little bit about East Lansing, Michigan, and Michigan State. Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about with a lot of penalties. We, we only had, I think, two on, on Saturday and four on, on uh, Sunday. So it was the least penalized we've been all year. I thought the officiating was tremendous, and we were able to play five on five. It was, it was, it was our kind of hockey. It was, it, was, it was, I thought, really good from a discipline standpoint. Um, and uh, that's a good team. You know, like they uh, – they're good. Like they're they're legit. Really good goaltending. Um, tough to play against. They make you earn every inch. 
Um, really, really, really tight, tight games, which we expected. So it's a Big Ten team on the road. You want to split, obviously, when you go play a ranked team on the road. Um, it, again, it was the second, second uh, part of, of uh, the, the latter half of a weekend in a row where we felt like we were in a position to sweep and, and it didn't happen. So it's frustrating, but at the end of the day, it's a successful weekend. Tell me about their goaltender in particular. He was as good as anybody you faced so far, it looked like. He, he's really good, yeah. I mean, it, you know, we, it, we've faced some unbelievable goaltending this year. You know, that's what um, we have to keep sight of. You know, he's tough to score on. I mean, he, he came into the weekend with a .942 save percentage, and we got to him early on, on Saturday in the first game and were able to score four. And then um, Sunday, he, he gave us nothing, you know, and, and we actually had more scoring chances. He gave us absolutely nothing. Um, so he was really good. That team's really good. I and mean, they're going to be knocking on the door to get in the tournament. There's no doubt. You know, when we look back at, uh, you know, a number of 433 minutes or something like that, that you put out that you guys were in the lead, that, that's pretty impressive, isn't it, when you've been on the road and played some of the competition you played to be able to do that? Yeah, it, it was a great run, you know, and, and technically we still haven't really trailed, you know, I mean, because they, they got it in overtime. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's an impressive stat, you know, and I think um, we just need to keep going. You know, we're 8-2-2 two and two in our last 12, and uh, the guys are feeling good. It's, it's a positive, confident vibe despite uh, a late overtime loss. And, and uh, you know, just like, you know, kind of we felt after Denver, um, you know, tying that game and, and, and losing, you know, having them score with 40 seconds left to tie it. Um, it's not changed our approach. It's not changed our, our, our attitude towards where we're at. And it's just time to push forward and, and try and go get a win Saturday in Omaha. The guys look loose. They look confident. They look ready to play. Um, what do you attribute that to? Is that them? Is that you? Or what's, uh, what's the whole thing? I think it's just, just, you know, it's where we're at. We're confident in ourselves. And, and um, you know, we, 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 we say every day we want to have fun when we're here. And um, why bother doing this if you can't have fun? And, and winning's fun. And, and you know, right now we're, we're, we put ourselves in a, in a very good position. Um, you know, 16 games into the year, we have 20 games left. We have a lot of hockey left. So, um, and I still truly believe our best hockey's in front of us. Um, you know, and 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 to say that after going eight two and two in your last 12 is is I think a really positive thing. Okay, so this time you're back on the road again. It's back to Omaha. You're somewhat familiar with them because you played them a little bit uh, over the past couple of seasons. So what's it going to take to get, uh, you know, a couple of games up there in Omaha? Good team. Um, you know, got a lot of really high-end young talent, especially in uh, great power play. They played an incredibly tough schedule. So we're not going to show them or, or do anything that they haven't already seen. Um, you know, they're a tough team to, to sweep. Um, you know, they, they beat St. Cloud in overtime on Saturday to split up in St. Cloud, which is a tough place to play. They're really good. It's an NCHC team with a ton of talent and a great power play. So, again, it doesn't get any easier, um, you know, at all. And, and they're, they're a very good team. How's the health of the team right now? I know a while back they were a little bit banged up and you got those two weeks off. But how's everybody doing right now as we get really into the meat of the schedule? Right now, knock on wood, everything's, everything's good. Everything's really good with the guys, and, and we've been managing them really, really well, I think, through this holiday break um, where we really want them focusing on, on the games, you know, on being fresh and fresh of mind and fresh of body. When it's time to drop the puck, you know, we, we traveled back Monday. Um, they were off all the rest of that day. We gave them the day off yesterday, 
had a, a really good competition day today and they worked hard and had fun and then tomorrow we'll get a really good practice in um, and we'll actually go to Omaha on Friday. So we'll get another night in their beds here this week and then uh, play Saturday, Sunday again and then travel back Monday and just replicate that next week before we play Harvard. You know, I asked you that earlier about the, uh, the rarity of Saturday-Sunday games for like four weeks in a row, but it doesn't seem to bother you guys, does it? It's a hockey game is a hockey game and a day is a day. Yeah, it, it, it's, we, we really enjoy it, actually, how it, how it breaks up our week. You know, I mean, at this point in the year, um, the last thing players want is, is to, to go and have long, draining, boring practices. You know, it, it, it gets monotonous, and um, they start to tune stuff out. These guys, they know how we need to play. They know how we want them to play to be successful. It's on them to go out and do it, and they've been doing it. So... We're going to reward them as long as they're working hard in the games, which they worked really hard Saturday. In the loss Sunday, we worked hard. We played well. We didn't give up much. Um, we just couldn't score, you know, and, and those things are going to happen. And, um, but our, our guys are doing the right things. They're, they're managing themselves the great, right way away from the ice. And, um, you know, we, with this stretch, um, you know, with having them confined to just hockey and no school, we don't want to – we don't want to – we don't want to get monotonous. We, we want them to continue to have fun and keep things fresh. And um, it's one of those situations where I think less is more. All right, let's finish up by talking a little bit about the goaltender again. Evan's been just uh, fantastic. I, I don't know any other word to use, but, but he's been fantastic for you all the way through. What do you see from him coming down the stretch? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, he just continues to play the way we need him to play um, in order to be successful. And, and you know, I don't, I don't see a change, and he's just steady, and he's calm, and he's confident, and uh, the guys truly believe in him, um, and he, he just instills confidence in, in our entire lineup, and, you know, it, it's just the way that he goes about his day every day, um, he's, he's, he's a kid that just breeds consistency. You know, I had your uh, goaltending coach, Eddie Lack, in here earlier, and I asked him about the, the goaltenders that he's seen in college hockey and how good they've been, and he said, I think ours meaning Evan, might be as good as any of them. Yeah, he is. I mean, his numbers prove that. Um, you know, he, he is. He's, I mean, we've seen the very best. And, and uh, you know, the kid in Vermont and the kid in Michigan State and um, the kid in, in Mankato. I mean, we've seen some really, really great goaltending. So um, I take Evan over anybody. He, he, he fits what we want, and, and he loves being here, and he's winning games for us. Okay, Coach, enjoy another weekend on the road up in uh, Omaha, and let's see if we can come back with a sweep. Yeah, let's hope. Thank you. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Welcome back in hockey fans in the desert southwest of the College Hockey Southwest Weekly Podcast. Paul Hornstein still with me as we get a chance to visit with uh, Coach Greg Powers on our uh, weekly visit, the five-minute Powers play. Very unique stuff going on, Paul, because number one, ASU started a streak a couple weeks ago of 13 straight weeks in a row without any time off between right. now and the end of the season. That in itself is pretty unique. <laughs> and then in, in addition to that, though, 
we have four straight weeks, which are Saturday, Sunday, and they play right, right through the, the Christmas and New Year holiday. No real time off. Um, Coach Powers is making the best of it. You know, whether you want to believe him or not, he's telling me that he really likes having the guys around and not having that break. He thinks it's going to be an advantage for them down the stretch. We'll find out. We will. We will. But nonetheless, there's Saturday-Sunday games again this weekend at UNO, a place where ASU struggled last year, to be honest yeah. with you. Well, um, okay. what, what, what's going to have to happen for them to, uh, to get a split or a sweep at UNO this weekend? Well, I'm going to tie it into what happened this past weekend at Michigan State. First of all, uh, obviously, they have to get the continued play from Evan DeBrower. That goes without saying, even though I just said it. But, you know, it's the way it is. Uh, ASU did a good job against Michigan State of staying out of the penalty box, which normally will translate into a win for them when they do that. Okay, uh, You have to continue that at UNO. Uh, they played each other four times last year, yeah. which is unusual and in and of itself. And they're not in a conference, right. So um, I haven't checked the UNO roster to see how many guys were still left from that team. Uh, they've played a little bit better this year than people expected, Tim. They were ranked for a few weeks. Um, so there's probably a lot of familiarity between the two teams. Uh, ASU, when they went to Omaha last year, did not play well in the first game of that series. They probably played one of their worst games of the year in that first game at Omaha, even though and it, they, and they lost. And the next night, they came out and were all over Omaha, except the goalie, who I can't remember off the top of my head, had one of those lights out nights. ASU outshot Omaha like, 45 to 15. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it and was ridiculous. they didn't score. They got shut out. I think the game was 4 nothing. So um, there is uh, a little bit of history between the two teams. And uh, like we are kind of in a little bit of a situation here where we're kind of in a carbon copy of last year's team. Uh, you got to get some secondary scoring, uh, which they have not had in the last two or three weeks. And one way they can help themselves doing that is something they did not do this weekend. And that was convert on the power play. Their yeah. power play has just not been good. Um, their penalty kill has been very good. The goaltending has been very good. Uh, for the most part, the defense has been blocking a lot of shots. Okay, But the power play has just not been good. And at some point, these things that that bubble to the surface almost inevitably cost them somewhere. No, yeah, without a and doubt. You've got to get an occasional power play goal just to make the other team less aggressive, make the other team uh, hesitate just a little bit in terms of them trying to be physical with you, because I thought Michigan State tried to play physical this weekend. Um, I want to say something that doesn't often get said. I thought the officials, for the most part, this weekend did a good job. They let them play. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Coach Powell kind of, agreed with you. He was very okay. happy with the, um, with the officials. You know, you're never going to get a perfect, quote-unquote, weekend out of players or officials. But I thought the officials this weekend were very, very good 
up at Michigan State. They let them play. It was it wasn't clutch and grab like it was in the nineties and and late eighties. But they definitely let them hit each other. They definitely let them play. You didn't see a lot of stick work. You had your occasional uh, heated moments. But, you know, if that's you get the, hockey, though, Paul. If, if it's hockey, that's right. It, yeah. It's right. It's hockey. It's supposed to be physical. If you can get officiating like that every week, the game will be yeah. a lot more fun. Okay? So, <laughs> so, so I don't want anybody to say that. We're always criticizing the officials here because that well, just wasn't the case this weekend. And if ASU could have converted on a power play or two. All right. No, you I set also me up for two things. Okay, well, me up for two things, then, then jump in again. Okay. Um, you set me up on two things. The first one is a power play. I can tell you they had extra work again today. The, the guys, only thing they should be working on. The opening practice ended, and the power play unit came back up for another half hour at least. Um, afterwards, so they're aware of it. They know what they got to do, and they're trying to make it happen. Um, secondly, is Paul Hornstein just endorsed um, ASU to the Big Ten because he likes the officials right there? Well, <laughs> okay, I'll say this. Okay, <laughs> only because you brought it up. Um, in a perfect world, uh, if and when. Uh, Sooner becomes sooner and not later uh, with shovels. If you said to me what would be the best conference for ASU, even though it's never going to happen unless something changes that I that that comes to the fore, the Big Ten would be the perfect place for them. Yeah, okay. Not happen. Uh, it's but not going to happen. There, well, <laughs> you brought it up, so I'm just responding yeah. to it. Uh, Big Ten's never going to happen. They're going to wait for another ten years for Illinois. Uh, so they can have <coughs> because you know you have mm-hmm. to have an even number of teams, which is stupid. But oh well. Um, yeah. um, but uh, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 relationship goes back a long time. Uh, yep. But there doesn't seem to be any any want for it. I don't know. Um, it seems odd to me that there wouldn't at least be some conversations. But well, here, here's what it is: it's it's a pride thing, right? I mean, I guess the the pack the Pac-12 doesn't want their team going with the Big Ten, and the Big Ten doesn't want to take in a Pac-12. They want to be competitors. They want to compete against each other. Um, uh, we that's another that's whole a nother, whole another uh, podcast but we'll leave that it doesn't make it the, the, the so thought process doesn't make you. sense but whatever so um, the rest but of I don't see you were going to tell me uh, I interrupted you on the, the power play thing yeah um, she interrupted me now I got to try and remember what it was <laughs> um, but yeah that, you, they've, they've got to get some power play goals I mean if you're not going to get secondary scoring and, and they haven't gotten it in the last few weeks then you, you need to get some power play goals to supplement uh, your 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 the the top line threat to, because they need some help. So. Let me let me relate this back to the Arizona Coyotes who I had a chance to go out to the press conference today for Taylor Hall. Now, when I talked to John Chaika, the general manager, I said, you know, you talk about depth. Every hockey team wants depth, right? 
But most mm-hmm. of the time, when you use the word depth on a hockey team, you're talking about bringing some guys in that are good third and fourth liners that can provide you some depth or some guys that can fill in if your top guys go down. John Jacob did something different, though. He went and took and went after the best player that was available in the market offensively, brought a top line forward in, a Hart Trophy winner two years ago, uh, number one overall draft pick, and moved him to the front of the class, if you will, put him on the top line. Great powers doesn't have that option. I know, but guess what happened to his his depth, right? Everybody calm down. No, he got everybody else better, right? Because now Clayton Keller does not have to go against the top line forward. Yeah, he can go I, against I, I a second line forward. Right? I know how this works. Okay, so so in my estimation, here's where I'm tying it back to ASU. Yes, you're right. Greg Powers can't go out and get anybody um, right now. But I don't know if you followed the Twitter social media world and saw some of the guys that are making decisions to come play for Arizona State as opposed to the University of North Dakota <laughs> – as opposed to the University of Denver. Um, there's a lot of things going on here, a lot of moving parts, but but ASU is becoming a hockey school. Shovels. Right? I mean, <laughs> Shovels. But, but right now, guys want to come here and play for So do I. Powers. They're not yeah. giving me a scholarship. <laughs> I want to go. But so, so what I'm saying is uh, – it's going to be interesting next year. I had a chat with a couple of our uh, media cohorts today, and I asked, uh, let's, let's discuss who might not be here next year. Obviously, we know the seniors are gone. Um, Josh Maniscalco, does he, does he take a pro contract? Um, is there I anybody know, else? I, I, think think this is going to be a very, I think this is going to be a very different team next year. Uh, we're still in the middle of this year, so we need to get too deep into it. Uh, especially since we have to save some stuff for the summertime. Right. Um, but I think this is going to be a completely different team next but, year. But my point, my point being is that, that right now they need more scoring and yeah. don't think that Coach Powers, Coach Fields. Of course they Coach know Hicks, it. I mean, if he doesn't know it, then he needs to yeah, need a replacement. So, yeah, uh, and they're looking, they're looking for it. And I think right now they just want to ride this out and hope that guys get better. I mean, he's juggling some people. He put Willie Neerham on the power play for a while. He put uh, Demetrius Kumanzis down the second line to try to get him going. Um, they know. They just uh, they just got to get it done. And it's uh, you know, hopefully it's not later rather than sooner. So, okay. Well, let me well, let me ask you. All so yeah, go ahead. The question now is, uh, I have Zach's moment coming up. Uh, <laughs> do you want to do that after or before Eddie Lack? Let, let's end it. Let's end it on that. Okay. Uh, let's let's take another quick break. Let's come back with our Pitchfork profile, which is kind of unique. Paul already alluded to it that that Eddie Lack was wearing the Pitchfork on his hat, on his jacket. I think got tattooed on his bicep. It's a little bit everywhere, but uh, let's come back and visit with uh, goaltender extraordinaire Eddie Lack. How else can I say it? He's Swedish. He's a great visit. He's got a lot of knowledge, and uh, ASU is luckily having him as a volunteer coach uh, for this season anyway. And we'll see what happens from that point forward. We'll be right back with Eddie Lack. All right. It's not Coach Powers, but it's close. It's Eddie Lack, the goaltending coach, the volunteer goaltending coach here at ASU. So first question for you, Eddie, has got to be, what's it like to be in college? 
Uh, no, but it's for sure an adjustment for me. <laughs> I mean, whatever team we're playing, I'm like, hey, Powers, are these, so this team is, are they good or are they ranked or like, how does this work? Like my, my knowledge of the college teams wasn't uh, very big coming into it, but I'm learning as we go here. <laughs> okay. Last year's goaltender, Joey Decord, called this uh, Arizona State University goaltending you the other day on, uh, on <laughs> social media. So you're in charge of these guys right now. They just went, what, 433 minutes in the lead, not giving up many goals. What do you see with these guys, and why are they so good? Uh, no, but I feel like they're ready to put the work in when they come every day, right? Like, uh, we, we've we been getting very solid goaltending goal so so far, and we're kind of at the halfway point of the season now, right? So, right. so, so yeah, I mean, there's uh, two great guys here, and, 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 and yeah, we basically just uh, get to work every day. So we've gone a couple of weeks now seeing some really good goaltenders in college hockey come in. What's your opinion on goaltending in the NCAA? Is it uh, is it as good as you thought it would be? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, some of the goalies that we played against have been really, really good, right? But, right. but, but, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the best that I've seen so so far is is our own guy. I think, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been. Uh, really, really impressive so so far for us this this, this season, and, and, and yeah, I mean we're just gonna gonna try to keep it going here. Tell me a little bit about your style as a goaltender when you play the game versus what you try to do when you teach the game. <laughs> uh, no, but it's been so recently since since I played, right? Yeah. So so like it it doesn't. Uh, it difference so much, I think like. Uh, these guys are like a little bit younger. Their hips are like a little bit be better than mine. So, so <laughs> uh, more, more, more like try try to teach what like the the the, the good goalie coaches that I had throughout the years have taught me. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So speaking of that, how are you doing? How is the rehab going? And uh, what does your future look like? <laughs> good. Good. I mean, I'm I'm. Uh, uh, I'm at a point in my rehab now where I'm uh, content but not happy. So, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, this point, I'm just kind of trying to take it week, week by week here, and just uh, try, try not to think too much about it. Just right. like uh, try to live, live my life, and 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 uh, be on the ice with the, these guys, and and and. Uh, try to make them a little bit better every day. A lot of people have asked, why Arizona State? I mean, you could have been anywhere in the country, in the world to, uh, to give your services up. Why Arizona State University? Uh, so me and my wife decided to move here right. uh, and get a place here two years ago now. And, 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 and yeah, I mean, we, we love it here. And, and, and uh, this is where we want to spend our, our future, right? So. Uh, when power, when powers asked me how interested I was about this, I said sure, like, 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 really, really interested. So yeah, it worked out good.
Okay, so you're at the college level right now, but I'm sure you get a chance to see the guys in the pro since you're rehabbing to get back there. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about what you're seeing from goaltending, especially here in the desert southwest. We've got Mark andre up in, in Vegas. We've got uh, Auntie here in, uh, and, of course, Darcy here at the, uh, the Coyotes. But what are you seeing in goaltending here? What's, what's in the water here? Why are we so good? <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, I'm not sure. Like, Kemper's uh, been lights out the... the these last couple of years, right? And and, and like uh, the thing what, that I see about him is like kind of the, the the same thing that I see with Evan too. Like they're both very very calm. Like don't get riled up for like bad goals or anything. Right. Just 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 like kind of keep keeping their eye eye on the price, right? So, right, yep. so, so that, that, that's like a thing that really struck me with these guys. And, 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 and yeah, I mean, uh, the better Dar 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 Darcy plays here, uh, we're hopefully gonna see some uh, playoff hockey here in the de desert too, so. Okay, so a little while ago, I visited with Johnny Walker, who's known as a sniper, right? And he told me- Sometimes. I <laughs> Johnny's getting a little head check here from Eddie. Uh, he tells me that he saw a difference in, in Evan DeBrower tracking the puck. This was like a month ago. He said, Evan's tracking the puck better. Is that something as a goaltending coach that you can see happening too? Or did you see that happening? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not sure that even Johnny knows what puck tracking means. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean... <laughs> Debrow is for sure tracking the puck like like a lot better, uh, but I want to give credit to to like the work that he and Mellon put in l last year to get him ready for this se se season too. So so yeah, I, I mean, a lot of it starts with the work that they that those two put in together last year. I think. Welcome back in, hockey fans in the desert southwest. It's College Hockey Southwest Weekly, the podcast. Paul Hornstein, still back there on Long Island. Probably still here. just enjoying some heat in the house because it's probably a little cool outside in Long Island this time of year. You right here? I mean, it's, it was in the upper 30s the other night, Paul. Uh, Yeah, okay. <laughs> Tell me that in two weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. You're going to so, have – remember, I was there for 10 years. I have an idea that occasionally it happens. But anytime you want to trade month for month, let me know, and we'll get into that. Okay. Let's pass on that part, folks. That's what I thought. Tell me a little bit about our business with Eddie Lack. You know, a couple things stuck out to me, Paul. Number one is he wanted to give thanks to uh, Mellon, who uh, worked with the goaltenders last year. And I'm sure Mellon will tell you when you see him in, in, in California that he was not the goaltending guru. Certainly, is not at the level of an Eddie Lack. But, but the Eddie said that the guys here were ready. They were ready to to play goaltender at the NCAA level. And he's really just a fine tuning and another pair of eyes. Um, the other thing I thought was good is that he said that most definitely Evan DeBrower's uh, vision and uh, finding the puck, seeing the puck a lot better. Um, is a key to being very successful like he has been. You know, Mitch Terrell, the great SID over at ASU, threw out a, uh, a stat that said that the Sun Devils hadn't been scored and hadn't trailed in 433 minutes before that overtime goal at Michigan State. 
Coach Powers reminded me that that was an overtime goal, and they still hadn't been scored on in 433 minutes and counting. So everybody's got their got their deal. I thought that was funny, but he he knew. Um, so anyway, the, give the me a little rundown on the The one thing I will say is, and, and even though it didn't come up, uh, he's clearly worked with Evan on his rebound control, and I know part of that is that Evan hadn't played in a while, uh, so you kind of have to work your way back into those uh, tactile sort of touchy-feely, uh, get your, your your game face back on. It doesn't happen right away. Um, I, I, would, I would tell you if he was being honest that Evan would probably like to have a couple that have gotten by him back. Oh, for fact. Okay. For fact. Um, but you can't deny that he's played great. You can't, you can't deny that he's played great for the most part this year. Um, and like we said about the, get the Denver game last week that ended in a tie, that's probably the single best individual goaltending performance that, uh, anybody's had in a, uh, NCAA ASU uniform. So, uh, I don't know how much more praise you can get than that at this point. So, Whatever they're doing, keep on keep doing, doing it. it. Keep doing it. <laughs> you heard it, folks. Paul Hornstein with the best advice out there. Whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. Okay. Unless, of course, okay, you happen to be some of these people who are in charge of college hockey and their streaming games program. Because I'm going to tell you, it is starting to be a joke. Okay? We blasted, and this was more me than it was you, what's gone on at ASU a few times. And I will modify that in the fact that uh, nobody at ASU is paying for for those games. I don't have to pay anybody to watch ASU stream a hockey game. Okay? I don't. Um, That doesn't necessarily excuse some of the issues, but at least if you put it out in front, tell the whole, you know, you can sit there and say, all right, but every week now, every single solitary week, and I assume this is, it can't just coincidentally be games that involve ASU. Those are the games we're paying attention to. Okay. So, but it can't just be games involving ASU. But every single week, no matter who the provider is, no matter who is the home team, no matter what the situation is, the streaming goes down or goes haywire. Okay? And we're paying for this. The least thing that we can do is get a stream that doesn't go down for periods at a time. At the end of games, when people are in, in, a, in, a, in a tie game, they're showing shots of this, the Jumbotron saying, make some noise instead of what's actually going on on the ice. Okay? And people are paying for this. Okay, you people at College Hockey Inc. who are supposed to be doing 
the job of promoting college hockey. And I know you are not the streaming service. Okay? But you're going to have more influence on this than I am. Okay? Get it done. This is ridiculous that every week, whether they're playing in Alaska, whether they're playing at Michigan State, whether they're playing um, wherever the heck they've been playing on the road, every single solitary week, there's a problem with the feed, whether it's video, whether it's audio, whether it's both. And I appreciate the fact that there's a chance for me to watch these games, but I'm paying for them. Right. Okay. I, I understand I'm not getting uh, a uh, an NBC quality telecast. I understand that. Okay. But the least thing that these people can do is make sure that the feeds work. Make sure that you're not having the same problems that I had as the sports director of a college radio station back in the mid-80s in 2019. Stop it. Enough is enough already. And college hockey's got to be embarrassed that this happens every week. Okay? Enough. Get this stuff taken care of. This is ridiculous. You want people to pay the money? You have, and you can mention the name if, if you want to, uh, people that you're talking to on your end that have tried to become the hockey bar, the ASU hockey bar, but they don't know whether their feed's going to be there every <laughs> yeah. week or not either. So exactly. uh, wh why would you expect them to make the investment both physically and emotionally if they can't put the games on their screens? Right. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a battle. I don't know what the answer is, Paul. I don't... Uh... Well, the, the answer is either... You're like I said, we're paying for it. I can't be the only one. No, no, I don't believe you are based on what I see on social media. So, okay, uh, so how about we get this taken care of, people, so that can, people can actually watch these games without having to worry about the screen freezing, without having to worry about them showing make some noise instead of <laughs> while the play's going on? Are you kidding? <laughs> I understand that these video feeds are tapped into the jumbotron systems on some of these games, but this wasn't this this weekend was a Big Ten team. <laughs> oh, true. Okay, and once again, this is not my college radio days in the mid '80s. This is almost 2020. The technology is supposed to be better, right? All right. Yeah, so, I would agree with you. You people in college hockey, get your darn act in gear and get this stuff straightened out because this is embarrassing and you should be embarrassed. And I don't have to single anybody out because it's happened every weekend. So I you don't I don't have to sit here and say, "Well, it's Michigan State's fault. Well, it's Alaska's fault." No, it's everybody's fault because you guys are not taking care of business. You want to promote your product? The least thing you can do is if you're making people pay for streams, make sure the darn streams work every week. All right. I, I don't know what else to say to that. That's <laughs> there you go, Zach. <laughs> Rant that. Oh, I feel your pain, 
Paul, I feel your pain. I, I, I have one good thing to say to you, though. This next, not this weekend, but the following weekend, you get to see it live in person. You don't have to worry about it. No, no, you're going to see now, it listen, live and in person. The, the Omaha games, I'm going to have to rely <laughs> on you because I'll be flying, yeah. or at least yeah. for the Saturday night game, and I don't know what's going to happen Sunday. But, you know, <laughs> uh, at least, like I said, in two weeks, I don't have to worry about it because I'll actually be able to see the darn game with my own two eyes. I don't have to worry about a stream. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will tell you. Um, Although they're working on that too, supposedly. I'm not going to throw the uh, throw the name of the, the the bar out yet, but I had a chance to visit with a bar that's a very prominent Sun Devil bar. They they love Sun Devil hockey to the point where they have a three foot by twenty four foot banner that says "Welcome Sun Devil Hockey Fans," which is rare. Uh, maybe the only one in the state of Arizona that I've ever seen, or maybe ever. But um, yeah, they, they go through the same thing. I, I went there to offer them a package um, to help promote, to bring some more people in there, to do some different things when the Sun Devils were on the road. And quite frankly, the uh, the manager said until he was certain that he had a quality stream, he did not want to invest in bringing more people there. Because you blame him? No, you blame I don't. Him? No, because you're going to have a bunch of unhappy people in your establishment rather than happy people. Yeah. Right? And unhappy people don't probably uh, patronize you as much as they do as happy people. So Right. And like yeah, I said, I hear at least with ASU's stream, I'm not paying for it. Right. doesn't yeah. make it any better. Yeah. Well, it makes it a little bit better. But, you know. Uh... <coughs> I hear you. All right. Well, that's a good place to end because right now we're going to talk about uh, positive things. So let's go positive from there. So, I, you know, you and I get into the magic number thing. I'm going to tell you again it's 15. You're going to tell me it's one. We already know that. I do a countdown of – and I kind of play this out in my head. That's how I come up with the numbers. What are they going to need? What's it going to take? Uh, the one thing that I do know, Paul, is there's uh, eight more home games in the remaining 20. That means the other 12 – are on the road. Um, I can do the math if we're trying to get to 15. If you sweep at home all four weekends, that will give you eight wins. That will reduce your magic number in my magic number to seven. Okay? So if that makes, if you sweep, and I'm going to say if because college hockey is not easy. Nope. That means you go on the road, you're going to have to pick up seven W's Play out of 12 games on the road. Yeah. Like I said, you got to win at home, play 500 on the road. That's been the magic formula forever. Yep. And so. So as I lay that out, that's exactly where they are right now. They, uh, they need to go on the road and uh, somehow wrap up seven wins and try to sweep everybody that comes into to uh, Oceanside Ice Arena, which is where all the games will be played for the remainder of the season. You got to start this week. Healer ever again. Yeah, you got to yep, start this week. Start this week. Uh, so this week, uh, UNO. Then we have the uh, Christmas holiday, and then immediately after that, they will uh, the Sun Devils will be in Irvine, California, against Harvard. A couple of things I always want to throw out is uh, we will be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, waiting for the practice schedule. That haven't seen that, but we will figure out uh, around that practice schedule. Sun Devils will practice on Friday. Harvard will practice on Friday. They will play Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. 
we'll be there. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll be there. We'll we'll, we'll 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 take it from there because you know until we get the schedule, it's hard to figure it out. But yeah, so let's figure we'll, after we'll each game, well. right? Yeah, and then after, well, we'll do after practice and then preview the Saturday night game because right. we don't want to go at ten o'clock at night California time. Um, so anyway, we'll do we'll do practice time in the yeah. evening, early evening, late afternoon. We'll do uh, before about an hour, hour and a half before the game time, and then we will do um, a post game on Sunday. Okay. All right. So we got that all covered. Uh, we also want to let people know that uh, there's a big hockey tournament going on in Vegas, the uh, Fortress Invitational, previously the, uh, the champion Sun Devils of the Ice Vegas Invitational. going to be a lot of fun, Paul. I'm going to get up there on, and watch a practice in the first games of that, but listen okay. to this one. Providence and Army, right? followed by Ohio State and Cornell. That's going to be a heck of a game. Heck of a yeah. game. Yeah, <laughs> so that that's going to be a, a lot of fun. And then back that next weekend, right after the first of the year, is uh, Michigan Tech making their first trip to uh, Oceanside Ice Arena. That will be fun. That will be fun. Yeah, we'll we'll take care of that when it gets here. <laughs> yeah, that's just a little tease down the road. So let's wrap things up this week by thanking our sponsors, as we always do, our friends at Behind the Mask that always equip us with some uh, some great gear to, to wear, uh, keep us warm when it's cold here in the desert and toasty warm out there in New York City. Um, <laughs> also, also our friends over at uh, OxyPow, our friends at M-Drive, our friends at College Bar, they're going to hang with us because I know you're getting a new building at some point in time, a new location. We're just going to hang with you and keep talking about you because uh, you're there. Our friends at Ice Den, Scottsdale and Chandler, weren't able to get up to Ice Den last week because of illness and finals and everything else that was going on. But we will be back the second Wednesday uh, of the month. So second Wednesday in January, we'll be back up at the Ice Den in Scottsdale. Uh, also, our friends at Oceanside. By the way, Paul, yeah, jerseys are trickling in. They yeah, literally, like gold I say jerseys that, trickling, trickling in, yeah. Yeah, but no black ones yet. And we yeah. know the, uh, the Desert Storm gray ones are going to be next summer but um you know they are they are what they are they'll get there eventually yep eventually um kind of like your shovels i think they'll get there eventually it's open <laughs> all right my friend have a good weekend have a very safe flight getting out to uh, sunny california for the uh the christmas holiday and thank you sir we'll talk to you next week all right